Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily. I'm wearing my wonderful Fauci lied shirt, which you can get at bringammo.com. Today's top stories, Biden's secret United Nations speech. Next, the orange vest protests are breaking out in Australia as police crack down. Third, Afghan refugees are facing federal charges at Fort McCoy for alleged sex acts with a minor and spousal abuse. And then fourth, homicides rose by 30% in 2020, the largest increase in murders since national records began in 1960. All of this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Joe Biden this week went before the United Nations and gave an address to the entire world. Did you know this? Did anyone know this? How did this happen? Because it's so strange. I haven't seen it in the news cycle. I haven't seen it covered anywhere. I haven't seen clips of it going viral. I found a clip of it and I made it go viral because that's what I do. And that's the power of you. That's the power of this audience. That's the power of the Human Events Daily audience. And so that's why I wanted to share it with you. And I want you to make sure that you take this clip and what we've done and the folks at Real America's Voice, they took Biden's speech and made, you know, sort of a montage, a summarized version of it, if you will, and put it out because for some reason, no one is covering this speech. So take this clip, share it with all your normie friends, get it out there because it's so sad that Joe Biden is going to give a speech to the United Nations and was listening, Joe Biden, I am here to be your PR guy. Let's take a listen. We meet this year in a moment of intermingled with great pain. We've lost so much to this, this devastating pandemic, the emergence of new technologies and global health and, and a global health threat council, council toward global COVID response, the global COVID response, vaccinating the world and building back better from the borderless climate crisis, from the United States and other, from other donors working with countries, technologies that reduce the risk, the risk. Similarly, we know the bitter string of terrorism. The bitter sting of terrorism is, is real. The United States is committing to use, committed to using our resources. When the earthquake strikes, we're fighting between war, warring parties, heroic, horrific violence, and a belief in the universe when it occurs in, whether it occurs in LGBTQI, the authoritarianism of the world. Proud Moldovans built, broke now together. Climactic climate change. From COVID to climate. We, you and I, God bless you all. That is right. Climactic climate change from COVID to climate. The proud Moldovans. Joe Biden, I am so sorry that the mainstream media is suppressing you, that they are, they're shadow banning you, as a matter of fact. That's what's going on. They are not covering your speech. And so we are going to make sure that everyone hears this speech. That's why I'm asking everybody, if you're watching, particularly if you're on YouTube, you're on Rumble, you're watching there, you can see the video. I really want people to share this segment out so that everyone can see Joe Biden on the world stage. I don't get what it is. Someone is putting their thumb on the scale yet again, not allowing this incredible and wonderful speech to be shared with the world. And that's what we're going to do here at HE Daily. We are going to be the influence agents and we are going to, we are going to be the hype men. 
We are going to be the hype men, the hype women for Joe Biden. We're going to get this out because you can't stop us and you can't stop the signal. Yeah, there's a reason that, you know, I talk about the shade war that goes on inside the White House. Producers, do you have that clip for me yet? The shade war update? Where's the shade war update? You don't have it. Shade war update. Team K and Team B, right? Team K and Team B. Team Kamala, Team Biden. Do you know what Team Kamala calls Team Biden behind his back? They call him Titanic. And there's a reason. Because he's sinking. And I don't just mean in the polls. Although he is also sinking in the polls, so that's actually part of it. No, um, it, it, what's going on, and, and you can see it in this video, right? This, this is a guy who, he, he seems like he's shredding water. He seems like he shouldn't be there. And he seem, we've seen the level of incompetence, right? In the previous administration, you, you would see the media would claim that there were scandals, but there were always media scandals, right? You're taking something out of context, or there was some lie, or there was some clip that they would, you know, put out, they would rupar it, and so you'd get like one piece of it, but you wouldn't get all of it. That would be the scandal. But Afghanistan was kind of quiet. The border was quiet. The economy was doing well. COVID hit, and that obviously was an issue, but that came from the CCP. That didn't come from Donald Trump. But now we see all these things, and they're all spiraling out of control. Because what have we done? We've taken power away from the people, and we've handed it over to the bureaucrats. We've handed it over to the academics. We've handed it over to the officials, the experts, and we handed it over to people like Fauci. And remember, folks, Fauci lied. And that's why we've got the shirts. Fauci lied. I'm going to wear this around DC, and maybe I'll document people's reactions to this, because uh, I, I don't think people are going to like it very much. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Human Rights Daily continues. And we're back. Now, this segment, um, we do have to get a little bit serious because what's going on in Australia right now is we are seeing the birth, I think, of a police state. We are seeing the creation of a prison island where, you know, I just was, I'm on this like, like uh, media tour. I'm talking about this, this kid's book I did with, we call it the island of free ice cream. And it's like this communist island where people can't escape from that's controlled by uh, you know, wolves, and it's it's anthropomorphic and all that, but the videos and the images that we're getting out of Australia are pretty horrific. And so if you're someone who's, who's not into that stuff, you don't like that stuff, go ahead and skip this segment, just fast forward, you know, go past it. If you're watching live, well, you know, you know walk out of the room, go to the bathroom, grab, grab a bite to eat or something, because uh, this is not for the faint of heart. Because what's happening in Australia is absolutely horrific. And let me set the tone of this. So it's going on now, and there, there's people that are starting to call this the orange vest protest. So we had the, the yellow vest in France, that was the gilet jaune, and that was really this sort of populist uprising in France. Now we're seeing a populist worker uprising in Australia, people striking, workers striking, it's, and it's, a lot of it is construction workers, or as they, they call them in Australia, uh, tradies, right? Because they're, they're tradesmen. And so the government of Australia shut down, it's been reported, the construction industry for two weeks because they wanted to push vaccine mandates for all construction workers. So they were not letting these guys work. And they were saying, you're not allowed to work until you get vaccinated. We're going to shut you down so you can go do this. What do they do? They protested. And so they're calling it the orange vests protest. But I want you to take a look at the way the Australian government, the Australian police have responded to these protests, which 
does not look like something that you would expect to see from a democratic country, a country that believes in personal freedom, a country that believes in liberty, or a country that's part of Western society. Take a look. They're throwing stuff now, and uh, okay, they're shooting. They're now shooting. They're now shooting people. You can hear the, oh my God. They're uh, just shooting at everyone now. The uh, bullets are going flying through the place. And uh, you can still see through here, the, uh, there are kids here. This is an absolute disgrace to the Shire Remembrance that they've come here and they're taking it over and causing violence and destruction to peaceful protesters that are here on this property, on this land, because it resembles the Anzacs that fought for our country and our freedoms. And now we're doing the same by trying to fight for our freedoms. They're, they're shooting again. They're going through the trees and everything. All the bullets have been here, like just flying through the trees and the whizzing sound of it going through the air. And you can see, absolutely mental. Now, as you watch this, keep in mind, right, one thing that I've always said for Human Events Daily and I've always said um, anywhere where I'm, I'm working or I'm talking in interviews, etc., it's your personal choice. I, I believe in personal freedom. I do believe that that's your personal medical choice, whether you want to get a vaccine or you don't want to get a vaccine. Look into the risks, know the risks. You know, we've got these Veritas videos coming out talking about potential side effects. You've got other people reporting side effects. The VAERS database is what it is. Go look at it, right? but then make your informed decision. That actually is your choice, right? I am pro-choice, right? Pro-life on abortion, because again, that's two lives and that's the issue. But when it comes to yourself and it only affects you, right? That's where I'm pro-choice. The way they're pushing this stuff, the way that they're jamming it down people's throats, forcing you out of your jobs, that is why you are seeing a populist uprising now that's not just happening in the United States, it's not just happening in France, it's not happening in Australia, it's happening across the continent of Europe. You're seeing parts of Asia where this is taking hold. So understand, you've got a massive globalized elite class, the 1% of the world, that is pushing this authoritarianism. And the virus of authoritarianism started with the CCP, along with COVID-19. But the virus of authoritarianism has been around for a lot longer. And COVID-19 became an opportunity. They saw it as an opportunity to take power. And when governments take power, they don't give it back. Australia, keep in mind, by the way, folks, was disarmed years ago. They had a gun ban put in place. And now look what's happening on the streets of Australia when people try to protest. Understand that. Understand that authoritarianism only works when you take away the freedom and the liberty of the people.
So every so once in a while, we get a story in that we need to talk about. It's not a fun story. That's not, that's not a good story. But it's also something that's not a surprising story. And that's the situation we find ourselves in now with a story that I wish we didn't have to talk about, but we do have to talk about it because, ladies and gentlemen, we live in a real world. One thing I say here on HE Daily is that I'm going to give you the breakdown. I'm not going to uh, waste your time, and I don't expect it to be wasted. All right? We're going to break down the story. We're going to give it to you in digestible bits. It's going to go home for you. This is one of those stories. Before I get into this, I want you to listen to something that Jen Psaki said just a few weeks ago regarding the vetting of Afghan migrants coming into the United States. Take a listen. When the Obama administration was uh, bringing in Syrian refugees, mm -hmm. uh, there was a lot of pushback from various states and locales um, about refugees coming into their yeah. communities. How do you see that situation this time around? Is this going to be different, or do you anticipate those same uh, kind of pushback and uh, hard feelings? We will see. Um, but I will tell you that what we have been working to do uh, is to work closely with governors, with localities, uh, with local leaders, to give them detailed briefings on what our uh, vetting process looks like, uh, what the background check process looks like before any individual comes into the United States. And that is a background check process that's thorough before they are allowed to come in and step on U.S. soil. Uh, we also know that there are some people in this country, even some in Congress, who may not want to have people from another country come as refugees to the United States. That's a reality. Uh, we can't stop or prevent that on our own. But we are going to continue to communicate our intensive vetting process, and we've been working hard to do that behind the scenes. Uh, and we're going to continue to convey clearly that this is also part of who we are and part of the fabric of the United States and not back away from that. Here at HE Daily, we said we really should be vetting in other countries, we need to be very careful about who we're letting in. We shouldn't just have an open door policy for this situation because we don't know who got on those flights because of the chaotic nature of the Biden administration's surrender and immediate pullout of Afghanistan. Department of Justice. Afghan refugees at Fort McCoy, that's in Wisconsin, face federal charges for alleged sexual acts with a minor and spousal abuse. I'm reading this from Post Millennial. Two evacuees from Afghanistan will face federal charges for crimes allegedly committed at Fort McCoy. Barula Nori is charged with attempting to engage in a sexual act with a minor through the use of force. The victim was not yet 16 years old, according to the indictment. Next, Muhammad Haroon Imad, 32, charged with assaulting his spouse by strangling and suffocating her. The indictment alleged that the assault occurred on September 7th 2021. They are now making appearances in Madison on September 16th and are being detained in Dane County Jail. If convicted, Nori faces mandatory minimum of 30 years and, uh, and a maximum of life in prison on the charges alleging use of force and maximum penalty of 15 years on the other two charges. Cases are not related. I, I don't really know what to say. You said they were extremely vetted. We all knew it was a lie. We knew it was a lie at the time. We told you that this was going to happen. We told you that people were going to slip through the cracks, that people were going to be coming to this country, posing as refugees, posing as people in need, and yet would come to this country and exploit us, exploit our open door policy, exploit our good feelings, exploit our nature, 
in order to come here and now commit acts like this. I, I don't really know what else to say. Just understand, ladies and gentlemen, that this, this, this is what happened in 2015. This is what's happening now. That's, this is what will happen every single time this policy is tried. And the Biden administration knows it. They know it because it's happened again and again and again. Help people in need, but don't be stupid. And that's what you're doing. And you are enabling this type of heinous, destructive, and disgusting degenerate activity. And it needs to stop. They lied. They completely lied. I'm, I'm, you know what? We'll be back next segment. And we're back. Now, another story that isn't one that I wish that I would was reporting. I don't, I don't enjoy talking about this kind of thing, but of course we have to. So um, get out of cities. That's number one. Get out of cities. Just don't be there. You know, Michael Knowles has that book that he did, um, you know, with the reasons to vote for, for a Democrat and it's all, it's all white uh, pages. So I, I want to do that, but like with get out of cities, right? And then as, as you read the book, get out of cities, it's just every page says, get out of cities. And then every other page says, just don't be there. Get out of cities. Just don't be there. Um, cities are not the place to be for the next five to 10 years. They're going to be in a downward spiral. We're seeing that in the data. We're seeing that from, uh, understand that when you have the attacks on police officers that we've seen since 2020 on, when you have these massive, um, campaigns against the enforcement of the rule of law, what does that do? That enables criminals. We're seeing it now in the data. Homicides rose, dailymail.com, by 30% in 2020. The U.S. recorded the largest increase in murders since national records began in 1960, according to preliminary data from the FBI. The biggest increase prior was 1968 when homicides rose by 12.7%. Of course, gun violence was a contributing factor to the murder surge. Around 77% of 2020's murders were gun-related. This was good. Come on, folks. This was going on during the lockdowns and during the anti-police protests that said we want to defund the police. We don't want the police doing anything. We don't want the rule of law enforced. Then you've got the lockdowns. So when you combine those two, the riots and the police, what happens? The anti-police, you get 30% rise in murder. Think about that. 30%. The previous increase, 12.7. So that's more than double. More than double in one year. Our cities, our major and you see this across every major city in the U.S., they're completely out of control, and people keep voting for these woke DAs who say they want to implement, oh, it's just, it's just criminal justice reform, we want to do this, and you've got murderers like Julius Jones and Rodney Reed that Kim Kardashian comes out for and says, we need to support them, support the murderers. They didn't really do that. Well, the DNA evidence says they did it. His DNA is found in the bandana in Julius Jones's case, which is wrapped around the murder weapon. In Rodney Reed's case, the DNA is found all over, all over the dead body, right? You don't need, you know, some, some long form Netflix series on this. But then Kim Kardashian comes out and says, oh, no, you know, you need to let them go because, you know, this and that and the other thing. And because I'm a celebrity, I'm from Hollywood, right? No, no. Kim Kardashian is not our justice system. Netflix is not our justice system. The true crime podcast community is not our justice system. Yeah, that's right. I'm calling you out. They get some stuff right, but they don't get it all right. 
we have a problem in this country and it's centered on our cities in every major city, every single major city. I live on the East Coast and I've seen it throughout my lifetime, the decline of our cities in real time. Do not be there. Chicago, Detroit, Los Angeles. I know someone who just set, or refused to take a job in Los Angeles because of the issues out there, the street issues, the homelessness, et cetera, the rampant problems, mental illness, running wild on our streets. That's what's going on. Ladies and gentlemen, this can be fixed. This can be fixed by policy. You have the ability, you have the power, you have the capacity to do it, but you have to actually wield it. You have to stand up and say enough is enough. That's all the time we have today. Be the influence agent. Share this out with your normie friends. Make sure you're subscribing, whether you're on Apple, whether you're on Spotify, if you're watching the video on Rumble and YouTube. I have people say to me, they said, I post so I didn't realize that there was a video. So yeah, we do the video every day. It's on YouTube and Rumble. Go to the Turning Point Live channel. I think there's a playlist as well. You can find it there. But before we go, today's moment in history, September 23rd, 1779, the battle of the USS Bonhomme Richard, John Paul Jones, the father of the US Navy, against the HMS Serapis, the first great American naval battle and victory in US history. It was that battle that gave the French the confidence to come in and backfill the United States. And of course, where John Paul Jones had his famous comment, his famous quote, I have not yet begun to fight. Well, I have not yet begun to fight either. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore. <laughs>